Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. This is Mark Joseph Bennett, who is now 40 years old. Ladies and germs, that's right. It is April 16th, 2018. I was born April 16th, 1978. That's right, you kids out there. There's a seven right there. Seven. Not in the 80s or the 90s or the 2000s. Like some, can you believe that? There are people listening to this podcast, probably anyway. I don't know. I don't check the demos too often. But there are people listening to this podcast who were born in the 2000s. You know? They could, somebody could have been born in 2005 listening to this podcast. I was born in 1978. You know? Elvis is, was just on the scene with his first hit. You know, the Beatles had just landed in America. Noah, Noah had just built that fucking ark. Right? I think all that is accurate. But 1978, that's right. I lived through the worst uh, fashion period in history. The 1980s. Oh, my goodness gracious. You should see my yearbook. Just girls with teased bangs straight up like skyscrapers. And all like laser backgrounds on all our portraits. My God. Like it was it was a time when people were sort of discovering like, uh, you know, personal technology. Like now everybody's got phones and cameras and computers. And but like at the time, you know, you have these portrait photographers in school who are just getting equipment where like you can kind of do different stuff with it. And they all thought they were fucking George Lucas. So there's like stripes and stars and lasers and just crazy bullshit hologram backgrounds on all of our old high school photos. But guys, guys, I'm getting away from it. Let's focus on me here. That's what's important. 40 years old. My goodness. What'd you get for your 40th birthday, Mark? You're a white North American People shower you with gifts, do they not? Do you not live the life of luxury? Where even though you have everything you could ever want, people still go and get you nice things? Well, yes, yes, that that is the case. I received nice things. Only from my wife, well, my dad. My dad gave me a little bit of cashola. Because fodder, you know, he's uh, 70 now. You know, he's the big, he was the big 7-0. Last year, I believe. And um, I don't know if Dad wants me telling everybody that, but I just did. So, uh, Father can't be bothered to be going getting something and mailing it. And you know what? I can't blame him, and I don't want it. I appreciate a little cashola. Then I can go get myself something else pretty, you know? But the physical gifts I got, at least so far, you never know how the day is going to go. It's only 8 o'clock at night. Someone could show up at the door with a nice present for me. But my wife got me uh, just right in line with the 40th birthday. She got me all midlife crisis stuff. Because that's what I'm, that's what I'm having. There's no doubt about it. I, uh, I keep wanting to be a musician. And uh, that's insane. All right? I'm the first to say that. And the thing is, even if somehow I was anointed the next famous blues guitarist, I wouldn't even go out on tour. I'd be like, no thanks. I don't uh, don't want to do the traveling. Had enough of the old hotel rooms. I'm good. Going to stay home. So I don't even, it's just, it's really a lot like stand-up. Except, you know, women like musicians a lot more. And that even that doesn't help me. I have a wife and a child. You know, so if anything, that's just worse. That's just frustrating. You know, being out on the road and having all those groupies. You know, you go back to your room and you can't even open the door because there's too many naked ladies jammed in there. They're like sardines. You're trying to push your way through saying, I need to get to my bed. Get out of here, you naked groupies. Like you hear stories like that. Like guys like Metallica saying they'd go backstage after a stadium gig and, they, uh, and the showers of the stadium 
Like, you know, because a lot of the stadiums were, are for sports organizations. So they have showers in the locker room. So that would be their Metallica's green room would be like a, a locker room. And then they'd have all of these uh, these showers there for the athletes, you know. But the they'd go back and it would just be a shower filled with naked women. This is what, this is what Metallica said anyway. Who knows? Probably full of shit, those guys. But uh, probably not, actually. I'm sure that is exactly what happened. And if you saw the guys from Metallica, they are hard-looking men. You know, not a bunch of pretty boys. You know what I mean? Uh, we're not talking in sync. I can understand a shower full of ladies for, you know, old Justin Timberlake. But uh, Kirk Hammett, Lars Ulrich, and old James Hatfield, Jason Newstand, come on. Jesus Christ, not a looker among them. And the fact that they had a locker room, a shower room full of naked women, just, that's weird, right? You ladies out there. And I, oh, first of all, let me apologize to Metallica, who are avid listeners of the podcast. You guys know I say it out of love, right? I'm saying that you were so impressive musically that even though you look like dog shit, there's a, there was enough talent in you to have a shower filled with naked ladies. And uh, I don't know. I lost my point with that one. The point is, guys, <laughs> you know, no, I got it back, is musicians. You know, they, they get the ladies. Even the uggies, they get the ladies. So let's say I did become a famous musician. Again, no benefit to me. None whatsoever. But yet, here I am getting guitar gear for my birthday. That's what my wife got me. She got me uh, a a full tone. It's a boutique pedal with uh, wiring that matches exactly what Jimi Hendrix used to use for his fuzz pedals. So it's called an octafuzz. My wife... I think she only had the general, she had the octa part. I believe she went into Steve's Music here in Toronto and said, my husband wants something called an octopus. Because pretty sure that was her best stab at it. She came home with the right one. I'll tell you what, so good honor. And it's so beautiful. I, uh, I just keep looking at it. You know, it's uh, so it's a fuzz pedal for you guitar, no... Novices or uh, illiterates out there, you goddamn illiterates. It's a fuzz pedal is uh, the Jimi Hendrix thing is a good explanation. It creates a very fuzzy distortion and uh, sounds cool in certain when used properly. Sounds like crap if you use it incorrectly. But when you use it for bluesy type shit, oh boy, oh brother, look out. So I plugged it in. Uh, Well... Here's the thing. My wife gave me the gift, and she had it wrapped. And so my son, who is 20 months old, he saw cadeau, because he speaks the French. It means present for you French illiterates. So he says, oh, cadeau, cadeau. So my wife's like, yeah, yeah, cadeau, poor papa. It's papa's cadeau. But Sam... He, he don't play that shit. If a caddo is in the house, a caddo belongs to Sam. That is his goddamn present. So he unwrapped it. Uh, he found out that he had a uh, full-tone octafuzz pedal. And also a, uh, what do you call him? A looper. A looper pedal. I lost the name of it. It's a... So a looper pedal for you goddamn illiterates is uh, what it sounds like. You play so, you, you press the button on the pedal, you play something, press the button again, and then it just loops what you played over and over again. So you can solo over it. It's a very good practice tool. And also a lot of some people, like one-man bands, they use them if they want to play out, buskers out in the street, they want to play by themselves, so they want a backing track. 
All right, guys, I just had to pause the recorder. I actually didn't pause the recorder. I just left it running uh, because the guy who parks next to me, for those of you who don't know, I, I recorded this podcast in the Prius recording studio in uh, Toronto, Ontario. I'm in the sub-basement of my giant apartment building. And um, so occasionally people see me recording this in my car. And uh, they have the appropriate reaction, which is that guy's a fucking idiot. And and I and I'm embarrassed. I'm 40 years old, guys. But, you know. I'm not embarrassed. About where I'm doing it, I, I choose this on purpose is so I can rant and rave without having uh, to disturb my lovely wife who gets me nice gifts and uh, my little baby Sam, whose name was on the gifts, but I don't think he contributed. You know what, though? He actually did. He did contribute to the gifts because he is the one that instilled the new passion for music in me. Well, it's not the new one. He reignited the old passion. Because my boy started listening to the blues and loving the blues. And I, I used to always love the blues. And so when he started listening, screaming that he loved Gary Clark Jr., who was the new wave of the blues artists, I didn't even know who Gary Clark Jr. was. It was just that he appeared on YouTube. Like, it was, it was one of those videos that just came up after. And uh, long-time listeners to the podcast, you know this shit. But this is for the newbies. So when Sam saw this guy, Gary Clark Jr., he was like, I like him. He would say his name, Gary Clark Jr.? That's how he says it. And... Uh, I would go, yeah, kid, you're not wrong. This guy's really fucking good, man. I tried to leave out the fuckings. You know, I try. Sometimes they slip out. But he repeats everything now, so you gotta be, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. That's why we don't play Rage Against the Machine much anymore, even though he loves it and he asks for it. He goes, Rage Against the Machine? But we can't, uh, can't play it. Too many fucks in there. You know? Love the guys. But too many fucks. So not a lot of fucks in the blues. So we, we let him watch as much blues, well, listen to as much blues as he wants. Sometimes he watches on the YouTube, but we try to try not to give him too much screen time. Guys, screen time for the babies is just not so good for them. So anyway, he did contribute. But back to the reason I paused the, uh, the recorder there, or just left it running, was that the uh, dude who's next to me in the parking spot, the guy who owns the Jaguar F-Pace, the car I considered buying but decided not to because it's too expensive. It's a little impractical. And uh, and I was really trying to get it because it runs on diesel fuel because diesel fuel is cheaper. But then I started watching some documentaries on gas and diesel. And, you know, companies that make diesel cars like Volkswagen and stuff, they just lie and they say it's environmentally friendly, but in fact it isn't. And apparently in Europe they just, they're okay with that. Like here, it's a big deal in North America, and Volkswagen got in a lot of trouble in the U.S. But in in Europe, they're like, ah, fuck it, you know, because you know everybody's being paid under the table, guys. So, oh, guys, the politicians being paid off by the big companies, the motor companies, and the oil companies, the diesel companies. Guys, it goes deep. This is uh. So anyway, the F pace guy. He saw me the last last week when I was doing the podcast. He came home because I recorded him around 8 o'clock right now because that's when the boy goes to bed. And I guess Johnny F. Pace gets home from his highfalutin fucking job, his stock brokerage firm. Maybe he's an accountant, you know, because uh, my brother just called me because it was my birthday. Uh, he just called me during the break I had and uh, to wish me happy birthday, which was nice of him to do. And uh, my brother's just getting home from work. He's on the, it was on the drive home from work because he's an accountant and it's tax season. So these guys are working long hours, you know, working until eight o'clock in the evening, seven o'clock in the morning till eight in the evening. That's a long, that's a long day. So maybe Johnny F. Pace over here is another accountant. I feel like he may work at the Jaguar dealership, though, because the plates, they, they still have the advertisement for the dealership itself. Yeah, anyway. The point is, I was embarrassed as hell last week when he saw me, 
So when he pulled in this week, I just fucking, no. I, I ripped the headphones off. I put the microphone down. And then I just, I left. I backed up. I turned on the car. And I backed up. And I left the parking garage. Just so that he would think, oh, it was just a coincidence. I showed up. And that guy was leaving. You know, I didn't want a second situation where he got out of the car and was like rustling around, getting his tax papers, whatever the fuck he's doing. Because that's what he was doing last time. He was like, he's scooping up papers and getting stuff out of his trunk. And I'm just sitting there in the car, staring out the windshield at the wall, waiting for him to leave so I can pick up the microphone again. So in lieu of a situation like that, I decided, let's just drive out of the parking lot, parking garage. I'll whip around. I'll come back in. And then I started thinking, as I was exiting the parking garage, thinking about just turning right back, what if he's lackadaisical? He's taking his time. You know, maybe he's uh, took out his phone. He's got to make a, got to make some kind of stockbroker trade. You know, in in the Chinese currency exchange. You know, the the Switzerland secret bank society. He's got to, got to write him a tweet. And then, then I come right back down and come into the parking space. I mean, that's just... Now, now we're at a point where I'll probably have to get out of the car and explain to him that I like to do a podcast from my car. Yet, uh, although I'm 40 years old, I still get embarrassed by uh, my own actions in public. You see, like, that's not going to make it better. He's just going to look at you like you got 20 heads. We're like, all right, you fucking weirdo. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to go up and bang a high-priced prostitute. You know, that's probably what, he, what he's going to do this evening, I would assume. Otherwise, why is he out doing the stock brokerage firm? tweets right so I decide instead of looping around you know let's take this opportunity to go to the beer store because it's my 40th birthday and I deserve a treat you know even though my wife got me those lovely guitar pedals she didn't make me drunk drunk with love sure sure guys but not with alcohol and it's it's been shitty here. I haven't been able, I've been out of beer and I haven't been able to go out and get some beer because we've had an ice storm. That's right. For those of you who haven't watched the news in Canada and those of you around the world who just don't give a shit, we, we had a, a pretty big ice storm. You know, and I tell you guys, you want to know the coincidence? 40 years ago today, there was a major snowstorm in Newfoundland. One of the biggest on record at the time. Certainly the biggest snowstorm they'd ever had in April, which is supposed to be a spring month. So they had a snowstorm in Newfoundland while my mother goes into labor. So they have to drive through the snowstorm. They have to brave the elements to bring into the world one Mark Bennett. Clearly the gods of society. They, they just decided, let's fucking, uh, not gods of society, that doesn't make any sense, that the powers that be, they decided we've got to announce Mark Bennett's coming. This guy is a, it's a whirlwind of storminess. He's cold, he's frigid, he's wet. Here he comes. And now 40 years later, I'm back. In another storm. This time it's an ice storm. Just paying homage. The powers that be. The gods of society. Paying homage. Mark Bennett turning 40. Hitting his midlife crisis peak. Getting his guitar pedals. So a looper. Which I was trying to tell you. Before I was rudely interrupted. By Johnny F. Pace. With his Jaguar. Jaguar? Jaguar. So, Johnny F. Pace interrupted me telling you guys 
that a looper is a pedal where you press the button and then it plays back what you just played over and over again so you can play solos uh, or layer things on top of it. It's a very good practice tool. Very good. Some people use them, like I said earlier on, as buskers or on stage. You know, they want a backup guitarist on stage so they'll play a backing track. You can you can get fancy ones, too, where you can program shit. You basically program an entire concert in. Drums, bass, what uh, other backing guitars, and then you could just sit there, maybe sing and play lead guitar over all of your backing tracks that you've created ahead of time. Now, of course I was thinking that's something I'll do. Like a fucking lunatic. I started thinking these types. I'll open up a blues club. I'll do all my backing tracks ahead of time. I'll have an entire concert on my pedal. I'll press the pedal. I'll start playing. And I'll be a one-man band. Because I'm a lunatic. But my wife got me a bare bones... Simple looper pedal, and that's the right decision. Uh, Because what you do is you use it to practice. You don't try to think, I'm going to create all kinds of fancy music and then play at a club by myself, because that is not the point of music. I am pretty sure. The point of music is to connect with people. You know, and a bit like stand-up, and stand-up is a solitary fucking thing, guys. Here's with music. I think I think I'd like to interact with other people. I know it sounds crazy. It's part of the midlife crisis thing. Maybe, just maybe, I can speak to some other humans who also like playing the blues and we can make music together. We can connect with each other. We we can connect with an audience if there's an audience. It doesn't even have to be an audience. Just playing music with other people is a great thing to do. And it makes you live longer. Did you not listen to the last podcast? Did you guys know? Even just going, even just attending a gig once every couple of weeks, it increases your lifespan by nine years and increases your overall life satisfaction, makes you happier, makes you calmer. You know, who wouldn't want those things? So go out and listen to live music. So I imagine, I haven't done a study or commissioned a study on this, but I imagine playing music with other people would also make you feel really good. And sure, sure, lots of musicians die early, but that's all the drugs and the sex, you know, getting uh, getting those diseases that, that rots off your private parts, right? And you die of the old syphilis, like Napoleon... Napoleon died of syphilis because he was in a band and the ladies loved him and he walked into a shower full of ladies and one of them gave him syphilis. That is historical fact. But, you know, us us old men playing old blues standards, playing a little Alba King, playing a little B.B. King, playing a little Freddie King, a lot of kings in the blues by the way, playing a little Albert Collins, playing a little uh, Buddy Guy, little Muddy Waters. Guys, I could go on. Robert Johnson. I could. I really could. I love, I love it. But I'll tell you what else, guys, because I'm crazy. All right. And I also don't know how long this podcast is going to be because I took such a long break to drive to the beer store. To get myself a little 40-year-old treat. Um, And I left the recorder running. Because that makes it easier to edit. Because I can just pull out that whole long section of silence. As I drove. And um, so I just left the recorder running. So right now it says I'm at 40 minutes. But I've probably only talked for, I don't know, 20? 15? Let's say 20. So let's let's just do another 20 or so. Right? Fuck it. Or let's see how it goes. Maybe I'll cut this one short. Maybe I'll make it. Let's, let's, not, let's not tell you the minutia of every thought going through my head. Okay? Let's save you from that. I'll tell you, because I'm crazy. I, as soon as I start playing the blues, I start thinking about, you know, those types of thoughts. You know, maybe I'll get a, Looper pedal, 
play on my own? What if I write some songs? I got a, I have an iPad. I'll, I'll learn how to use that garage band and then I'll put out a song. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the, uh, the streaming networks, the Spotify's, you know, maybe I'll get a big, big hit. I'm literally thinking stuff like that, that I'll write music. But the thing is, I don't want, I just, I just want to have a hobby. I just want to not want to do something 150%. You know, because because I tell you why. It, it's not so much that I want less ambition. It's just I end up, I want everything to be so big that I get, I get so disappointed with it all. You know, like uh, hockey. I, wanna, I was going to be in the NHL. If I don't play in the NHL, my life's a disaster. And I was right. It turned out my life was a disaster for many years. So then I looked to stand-up comedy. You know, oh my God, if I don't get seven HBO specials and if I'm not touring the world by the time I'm 40, life is just a disaster. And I was right. Disaster for many years after that. I mean, I've done, I make a living doing stand-up. <laughs> Quote, unquote. You guys can't see me doing the old rabbit ears. Quote, unquote, living doing stand-up. But, um, you know, no household name. It's probably not going to get there now. In your 40s, although 40s are uh, they're prime time for stand-up comics. Tell you, between 40 and 60, that's when the guys really fucking take off, man. Well, they have to take off in their 40s. So you don't take off at 60. You know, you can wind it down then, right? But that's the thing, right? So if I start thinking I'm going to be a professional musician, which of course I'm not, all it's going to do is take away from my current job being... A stand-up comic. So I can't, I can't do that. But, I, but really, I do want to pursue music. I want to be good at it. But for my sake, not to, you know, make some kind of mark on society. Just because it's nice. It feels good. You know, it's nice to play music. It's nice to make music. It's just, you know, what it feels like. It feels adult. You know, especially with the type of music I'm thinking about, with the blues or jazz. I, I'm still not into jazz that much. My boy likes jazz. He keeps asking my wife to play jazz, 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 because he heard uh, Charlie Parker. Um, I have it on my old iPod that we just leave in the kitchen. So um, I just put on Salt Peanuts, which is one of the only jazz songs I know. Salt Peanuts, Salt Peanuts. And um, he loved it. So now, when he's in the kitchen, he points to the little iPod radio player and says, Jess, Jess. And he wants to hear the whole goddamn album, not just Salt Peanuts. His taste is already more sophisticated than mine. So uh, that's what leads me to the point, I, I'm the roundabout point I'm getting to, which is because I'm crazy, as you guys are painfully aware, what happens is something that I love, something that I enjoy doing, becomes a weight on my shoulders, an albatross. And here is the start of this descent into madness. Is I uh, was getting into playing, feeling good, progressing, looking up online lessons. Oh, man, guys, it is so much easier to learn guitar these days than it was back in the day. You know, reading fucking Guitar World magazine, hoping they'd put in a song you give a shit about. You know, oh, well, I guess I'll learn Wonderwall. That's what they have in this week, even though I don't like it. So now you can just look up an infinite amount of material on whatever you want to do. It's crazy. So I'm learning a little bit, playing good, feeling good about myself, going, hey, look at you, man, playing half a solo. Way to go, buddy. Pat on the back. And, um, but I start thinking, I should go out to some blues clubs and listen to blues music. You love it. You enjoy it. It makes you live longer. So, uh, I started looking up the blues clubs here in Toronto. And then, uh, most of them are jazz clubs. And then they'll, they'll sprinkle in a little bit of blues here and there. Blues is not a big seller, ladies and gentlemen. 
Not a lot of people. There's this giant blues festival in Ottawa, and it has turned into a pop festival. Here the headline acts are um, Dave Matthews, Brian Adams, uh, Sean Mendes. Like, he's like a fucking teenage pop star, I think. I don't even know who he is. Uh, those types of people are, are the, at the Ottawa Blues Festival. And then you got to look hard to find, you know, uh, the actual blues guys who are playing, like, the smaller venues or at, at, like, 2 in the afternoon, which is good for me because I'm going to take the boy down to those in Ottawa. We're going to go visit the family in Ottawa, and then we're going to go to some of the blues festival. In the afternoon is when he can see it, you know? So it is perfect for us. I don't give a shit. We don't have to go see fucking No Doubt in the middle of the night or whatever the hell else acts you put on your fucking... Anyway, I digress. The blues is not a big seller. So jazz, on the other hand, you know, people with money listen to jazz. So there's a lot of jazz nights, and then they throw in a couple of blues nights. So I'm looking at uh, this place. It's one of the more famous jazz clubs here in Toronto. Uh, the Rex, I think it's called. And um, I see a listing for the Daryl Orr uh, Quartet. And I'm like, hey, that's funny. I know a comedian named Daryl Orr. He's a very funny guy. This guy's got the exact same name with the same spelling. And I click on the link, and it's Daryl Orr. He's a fucking professional jazz musician. He has a, he has a CD out. It's on iTunes. It's good. Go get it. I listened to it, and it was... He's crazy impressive. He went to music school. He graduated from music school, jazz school. I don't know what you call it. And this is my point about me being a lunatic. That really affected me negatively. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. Guys, let's go deep, huh? No, there's nothing nothing deep about it. It's just it's how I am. It's just... For whatever reason, and this is nothing to do with Daryl. He is, he is a great musician, and and uh, he seems to be doing very well. It's just that I don't know. I guess I had the idea that if I'm a stand-up comedian, and I just like I'm, but I had this secondary outlet, you know, like I play the blues on the side. It just sort of felt like my thing. Do you know what I mean? And then you go and you see a guy who's been a professional jazz musician long before he was a comedian, uh, and he does both very well, and he has reached a level of proficiency in music that I will never hit. And, uh, and here I was, knowing him for years and not having a clue he even did music. It just kind of it took some, some wind out of my sails. It just made me feel like I'm really far away from doing what he's doing. And it sort of felt like it wasn't my thing anymore. Is that, does that make any sense? But then I got over that. You know, I went like, hey, no, it just it makes sense. He's an artist. And, you know, he, he also, a lot of comedians want to be musicians. Dave Chappelle says all the time. He says comedians want to be musicians. A lot of musicians want to be comedians. You know, like that John Mayer is always hanging out with Dave. And, um... Dave Matthews, coincidentally, who I mentioned at the Ottawa Blues Fest, he's a very funny guy. He's always trying to be funny. Funny in the he's he does some acting in movies on stage. I've even heard him say on stage, ah, sometimes I wonder what else I could have been in my life. Maybe I could have been a comedian. It's some preamble to some song he does, and uh, it's like, no, Dave, fucking don't be such an idiot. You you're a touring the world with a great band. You know, it's a much much better gig than being a solitary comedian schlupping around a fucking God knows where. You know, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Sudbury, Ontario. Going over to Sarnia, staying at the motel room. Not that there's anything wrong with those places. They're lovely places. But it's just, you know, compared to selling out Madison Square Garden, it's not quite the same level of luxury. And, um... So I got over the Daryl Orr thing, going, it's fine if other people have this same compulsion. It doesn't, things don't have to be your thing, you know, man. And then I realized it wasn't really that so much as it was how good he was. 
So, because I start doing lessons online, and it just feels like there are... Um, I feel like more people know how to play guitar than don't know how to play guitar. Like, if you if you had a room full of 100 people, I feel like 90 of them are amazing guitarists. That's how it feels to me when I, uh, you know, look at the actual internet. Like, the, when I look at YouTube to try to learn a scale or a, or a solo or something... I just I'm overwhelmed with the amount of people who are amazing at guitar. And again, so I just feel more wind coming out of my sails. And then I see uh Bill Burr. He's uh he's you know, very funny comedian. He's the guy that inspired me to do this podcast this way. Not podcast in general, but this one, where I rant by myself. It's it's a, it's in the Bill Burr style. I mean other people do it, but his is the most popular. So I, I, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Now, he plays drums. And uh, because of his celebrity these days, he gets to play drums on stage with some pretty big guys, you know? And uh, so one of his buddies, who's a touring comedian who often opens for Bill, he was doing this tribute night to ACDC. So this guy's a very good singer. And uh, so he has a, a real band playing with him, and they're, they're singing. Guys like Scott Ian from Anthrax, who was one of my favorites growing up. He was at this concert, you know, and they're, they're playing this ACDC. He was on stage playing ACDC. Bill Burr got up, played drums. But then Mark Marin, also of podcast fame, Mark Marin comes out with his Les Paul, and he plays a solo in one of the songs, and he was good. And you know what I mean? It's just a kind of, I don't know. It's like the blues and music sort of felt like it was an escape for me. Going, yeah, like stand-up has its ups and downs. Sometimes it's it's hard to to keep the enthusiasm going when you, you know, you get hoofed in the nuts by, you know, ABC, not going to this festival, not going to that one, you know, losing that TV gig, losing that writing job, you know, maybe doing a show that kind of sucked. You know, there's, there's a lot of downtimes. So when I felt like I had this escape, it just it really... Uh, emboldened me to live a little a more, I don't know, live life a little better, you know? Put more, have more zest. Have a little giddy-up in the old step. You know what I mean? But then, just just those little things started to make playing guitar feel like it was work and and I gotta like, try to catch up and I gotta and it, it it doesn't mean as much because but that's stupid guys I'm just I'm talking out loud here to myself which will eventually get to you people to try to convince myself that it's okay to play music for fun in fact that's the better way to do it Right? Man, oh man, this midlife crisis. It's going to be a doozy. It's already a fucking doozy. And, now you may ask, just to switch gear from me being an absolute insane human being, I um, spent my birthday today, and also yesterday. See, because we had the ice storm, we were going to drive to Ottawa to spend my birthday with uh, my family and also my um, wife. Her uh, she's, a, she's a new aunt. I guess I'm an uncle too, right? But uh, it's her brother's had a baby. And so it's the first uh, baby on her side of the family that's not our baby. Like my side of the family's got lots of babies. We've had like eight kids. But... Sarah's got none on her side. Now now there's one, little little baby Leo. And uh, little baby Leo, we were going to go see him, and we were going to celebrate my birthday. But there's this ice storm hit. We started to drive down the highway, and after about 20 minutes, we turned around because it was already getting really bad, and then there was a lot of warnings on the radio. Yeah, I don't trust the weather reports, all right? Oh, these goddamn weather reports. They're in league with... Uh, tourism industry or somebody 
or maybe the the emergency kit league. You know, everybody stay home and grab an emergency kit at your local Canadian Tire. And then everyone runs out. They buy bottled water. Oh, maybe it's bottled water. Those guys, they're evil. Like Evian. They, they do bad things, right? Dasani. Oh, my God. So those are those guys are probably stock up on your bottled water because there's a storm coming. So I don't trust them. Now, the reason I don't trust them because they're always fucking wrong. So I try not to base my life on their weather reports. But this one was supposed to be a bad ice storm, and they were right about this one. So I'm glad we turned around. We, we came to our senses. We said we got a baby in the car. No need to drive there if it's going to be really awful weather this weekend. And it was. We were relegated to inside. And I, guys, I got the bad bones. So I couldn't go outside at all, which is why I had no beer. Because if I fall on that ice, who knows what will happen, guys? I got the dusty bones, which is also the name of my blues club. So we figure, since we're home, we're stuck, why don't we try to potty train the little fella? And that was a fucking mistake. because So he's 20 months old. And um, a book that my wife is reading, because she loves to read her books. Loves to read her fucking books about babies. They say the ideal time is between 20 and 30 months. So my wife, of course, has got to err on the side of the earliest possible. She's proactive. She's a go-getter. She's not like me. She doesn't think, oh, comedy's kind of shitty right now. I'll become a professional blues musician. Oh, that's difficult, too. I guess I'll just crawl into a ball and die. She doesn't think like that. She, uh... She thinks, hey, we got a task. Hey, hey. And she starts snapping her fingers and shaking her shoulders. Hey, let's get this done. Hey, the sooner we can get on this, the better. Let's let's hit the ground running. So we took our little baby and we stripped him of his clothes, which he enjoyed. Because uh, I don't know if you know toddlers, but a 20-month-old child, he's in the mood to be naked. He was loving every minute of it. He's out there, Jerry. And he's loving every minute of it. So we're trying to get him to sit on the potty. He wouldn't have it. Would not have it. Pissed all over the floor all weekend long. That's how I spent my 40th birthday. Chasing a naked toddler with a potty and a roll of, what do you call them? Paper towels. Just cleaning up piss. The cat is just like she would look at us with basically, and roll her eyes. It just, she spent the entire weekend in our bedroom, just sleeping on our bed, going, I'm not, I'm not a fucking part of this. Smart cat. Don't need to get pissed on. You know what I mean? Also difficult to keep my fancy looper sla- and, and octafuzz pedals from getting pissed on because, A, he thought they were his presents. Remember? They're, they're Sam's cadeaus. So uh, you try to take them from him, and he wailed. He was crying hard if you try to take the pedals from him because he thinks everything's for him. Selfish little asshole doesn't realize they're all for me. So um, try not to get him to piss on my guitar and my pedals and my amp. Oh, and this is something I actually was going to say way uh, like an hour ago because my clock says 59 minutes. So, yeah, I'll wrap this up soon, right? So, um, I think I was gone 20 minutes door-to-door to get the booze. So, I think we're at like 40 minutes now. But what I was going to say is that while I had these fancy pedals and a fancy guitar, my amp is only okay, but the pedals are fancy, the guitar is fancy. You, sh- you need to be able to turn it up. But I live in an apartment building, and I feel like I'll be bother. Feel like I know I'll be bothering my neighbors if I play this loudly, you know. Or or the boy, you know. He's also he's a baby sort of. You can't really blow his ears out. So this is the first time in my life I've kind of wanted a house. But we live in Toronto where the houses are so expensive. We're in the biggest housing bubble in the world, and uh, to try to get a a house, you basically even if you're going to pay like a million dollars, you're going to get like a semi-detached or a townhouse, which is what we've been looking at. But you can't, you can't get a, a detached home. But that's what I want because I want to jam with my old man band 
in the basement of my detached home because I'm having a midlife crisis. So my wife keeps saying, we can't get it attached. We don't have six trillion dollars. And I know that. But I just feel like if I can't play the guitar here in the apartment, I can't play it in a townhouse because I have neighbors on the sides. I know I can play it a little louder, so I'm tempted. But really what I want is my own basement where they can't, nobody can come get me, you know? Unless I really crank it up and then the neighbors on the street can petition. But that's, you know, I'm not going to go that crazy. Not yet. That's like six months away. At least. So, yeah, I want to. We've been looking at houses. And I, I kind of want one, you know, to have the room. My wife wants a painting studio. She's, I guess, maybe that's her midlife crisis, even though she's five years younger than me. She's, uh, she wants a, her own painting studio. And I want my own guitar studio slash movie studio. Because, guys, I got a lot of passions. A lot of passions in life. Although, since we're potty training the child, uh, it's kind of nice that it's not our stuff, you know? He can piss and shit on the floors and walls all he wants in the apartment. I don't care, right? I don't give two flying shits. If it was my own house, I'd be like, ah, don't ruin the hardwood with all your piss. His babysitter comes tomorrow, and uh, I'm a little worried about it because we got to keep him, you know, naked probably. And she's a 20-year-old girl, and she's been great with him. But I feel like it's a lot to ask a 20-year-old girl, uh, can you clean up the piss and shit of this naked toddler? And no, we can't put a diaper on him now because my wife read a book. And the book says he has to stay naked for three days. Those are the rules. And if you try to put on pants or a diaper, you fucked up the whole thing. And he will never learn to shit on a toilet. Never. He's going to be 80 years old. Going, ah, God damn it, I still have to wear this diaper. That's why when you see old people wearing diapers, that's what it is. They had to put their pants on too early because their babysitter came over and they were embarrassed. And then they never learned to shit in the toilet. So I have to deal with that tomorrow. It's one of the reasons I went and got the beer. I just want to go have a beer, watch the Maple Leafs playoff game, and forget about it. Because I have anxiety. Over this. You know, I don't want to lose the babysitter. I don't want her to come in and go, okay, that's a little much. I'm out of here. Which I think would be a fair thing for her to say. I didn't sign on to get shit on. I came here to play with a small child. I didn't come to drown in excrement. I just don't know how she's going to take it. We're going to see. We're going to see how she takes it tomorrow. Guys, thanks for spending some time with me on my 40th birthday. While I mused about how crazy I've become, I don't know if it's become crazy or how crazy I was born and remained. My uh, sister, she posted on my Facebook about, um, you know, me being 40 years old, she talked about how the story, how I was brought into the world during a snowstorm, and now on my 40th, there's a nice storm. Yeah, she made the connection, too. And there's pictures of me, pictures of me and her, and I was a fucking adorable kid. Like, the thing is, I didn't really think I looked much like my son, and uh, then I saw that picture today. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I looked like. So I looked the same way he did. Now, apparently, my, my wife says that we were all people, our, our generation, were all potty trained when we were 18 months old. So maybe she's right. And, oh, I didn't even finish the story. My God, I almost signed off on the podcast without telling you the end of the potty story. 
Jesus Christ, get your shit together. You're 40 years old, for Christ's sake. So, chase him around all day. Mostly my wife, because, I mean, guys, I don't have the energy. I'm an old man. And my wife's been chasing him around. Her back is killing her, you know, from chasing this little fella around all day. And uh, finally, we, show, we, we showed him some videos on the iPhone. Videos of himself. Very enamored with himself. So he was watching videos of, of his cousins playing with him. So he wanted to see baby Sam playing with Alex and Nick. Those are his older cousins. So um, my wife would get him to sit on the potty by watching the videos. And he would, at first he would sit on the potty for 20 minutes, just watching the videos doing nothing. But finally, at about 5 p.m. today, she said, do you want to watch a video and sit on your potty? So he did. And then a couple of seconds in, he goes, pee. And then he peed. And, like, you're supposed to celebrate afterwards and make him feel good and make a big deal of it. But you didn't even have to tell us that. We were legitimately jubilant. It is insane how something like that, where you celebrate, we, we, like we won the fucking Stanley Cup, me and the wife. We're like, ah! Way to go! You're the best! Number one! Number one! Literally number one! And tomorrow, who knows? Maybe we get number two. Maybe the babysitter gets number two. Who knows how it goes? But the thing is, I had my wife home all weekend, so I credit her entirely to getting him to piss on the pot on day two. Day two of the training. But tomorrow's day three, and he's still we've still got to go through it all, but I don't have her with me. You know, oh man, I'm just, I'm just rolling up everything. I'm going to move the couch. I'm going to roll up the rug. I'm moving all my musical equipment. And, uh, cause guys, tomorrow's going to be a literal shit show. There's no way. I'm just not like my wife. I'm not energetic. I'm not diligent. I'm not good at anything. So I am going to chase this kid around as best I can. And I'm not going to make it. Not one fucking bit. My wife's like, don't doubt yourself. If you doubt yourself, he'll send your doubt and you'll never get it done. She's like fucking Caesar Milan with the dogs. She's like the baby whisperer. You have to exude the confidence. You are the pack leader. Be the pack leader. I don't know. Who knows, guys? I'm 40 now. Maybe that immediately makes you a fantastic adult male. Maybe I'm all that. Maybe my dadness is really going to come out tomorrow and I'll kick its ass. I'll kick the potty training's ass. Yeah. And then me and Sam play some fucking blues music and we won't get discouraged. Thanks so much, everybody. I'll check in with you soon and uh, I'll let you know how everything's going. You know, if you have any questions, any comments, Drop me a line at themarkbennett.com. Talk to you soon. I said shut up. Good night.